Alrighty, welcome to the very first edition of the Starting Eleven podcast on Blaze Review. My name is Emilio Pena. I'll be your host. I got Morgan Freeland here with me and my friend Grant Roland as well. Uh, two of them are very big soccer fans, more so than myself. And we just wanted to do a little World Cup preview and and give you guys the rundown on how this thing is going to work out. But it starts on November 20th. Um, so the first thing I think we should start off by talking about is how it works. For those who might not be familiar with soccer, um, you know, the group stages and everything might be an unfamiliar concept for them. So, uh, Grant, if you just wanted to break down kind of how the group stages work, we can uh, go from there. Yeah, sounds good. So basically the World Cup every four years, uh, the nations are divided into uh kind of like conferences I guess uh, I think there's six of them and you go through over the like three uh, two three years in between qualifying uh with all the teams in your conference each I don't know, conference has a certain amount of like qualifying spots I guess uh depending on how many nations there are um and then once you qualify uh you get put into uh, groups. There's eight groups of four teams. You're going to play every team once. Uh, win is three points, draw one point, loss none. Uh, top two teams go into like a knockout bracket of 16. And uh, yeah, that's basically how it works. And yeah. Yeah. And as you can see, there's a graphic going on right now that kind of shows which group is or who's in which group uh, and kind of get a breakdown of who they're going to be playing in the, during that group stages. Um, so now that that's established, uh, I think we should move on to some of the pre-tournament favorites and some of the sleeper teams. Uh, you know, every time you get some of those uh, powerhouse countries, the Frances, you know, the France won last year, uh, Spain, uh, Argentina, to name a few. Uh, Morgan, if you just wanted to briefly maybe touch on who you think some of the favorites are heading to the tournament and then, Grant, you can name yours as well. And if you want to throw in maybe some sleeper picks, um, four years ago, um, Croatia made it to the final three. And uh, typically they're not one of the powerhouse teams in uh, World Cup soccer. So um, it's always nice to see a surprise team like that. So, yeah, Morgan, if you want to touch on that, we can get started on that one. Sure thing. Uh, so this World Cup, uh, honestly, the South American teams are looking very strong. Uh, I believe Brazil is probably amongst the most favorited team to win the whole thing, and rightly so with the likes of Neymar at their disposal and Casemiro in the midfield. They just have a very strong squad with a lot of depth. Uh, Argentina as well. Um, you know, Argentina, Grant, I think you said they're on like a, what, like a 30-something game unbeaten streak, streak as, a, as a nation. Yeah, I think they're on 33 right now, and in that time they won the Copa yeah. America against Brazil, so exactly. they're on yeah. fire. Yeah, yeah, no, they are absolutely on fire. So, you know, it's very scary for any team to go up against a, a team with a streak like that. So any team that's going to come up against them and take that streak away from them is going to be a, a very happy team altogether. So those are the two, I think, most favorited teams to win it. Of course, like Emilio said, you know, the European teams are always major favorites. I mean, France is 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 always a great team. Germany is always a good team as well, even though they did get knocked out in the group stages in the last World Cup. Uh, you know, that was definitely a very weird circumstance knocked out by Korea, uh, you know, which is insane. You know, that, that, that was a really crazy game. Um, so, yeah, the South American teams, they're definitely favorited. As far as sleeper teams go, um, I'm a big fan of Denmark. 
I think Denmark has an, an incredible team uh, with the likes of Hoiberg in midfield. Christian Eriksen is in really great for, uh, form for Manchester United. Uh, they have a very skillful winger by the name of uh, Mikkel Damsgaard. I'm a big fan of him. Uh, he scored an incredible free kick for Denmark in the last Euro competition, I believe, in 2020. Yeah, 2020. 2020. Sounds right. Yeah. Um, and uh, let's see, another sleeper team. Well, Croatia, I mean, they still got a pretty decent team. <laughs> I mean, they're not too bad. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, as far as the favorites and sleepers go, those are probably my picks. Awesome. Real quick, I think it's worth noting that it's it's been 20 years since Brazil won the World Cup. Um, so that would be pretty cool if they won this year on the 20th anniversary of their last championship. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. And I was actually going to get into that because obviously going into every World Cup, Brazil, always a heavy favorite, uh, absolutely loaded with young attacking talent. Uh, Neymar in his prime, absolutely just having maybe his best year ever with PSG right now. Uh, never can count Brazil out. The only thing with them is always like how they're going to play because last World Cup, there were times where just like, because I mean, most skilled, like fun nation to watch mm, ever. Right. And it just seems like sometimes all the players are like on FIFA set to free roam. And I don't know, there's not really structure in the team, which yeah, I don't know, it can kind of come back and bite them, especially against the European teams who play with a lot of structure. So Brazil, massive favorites as always. Uh, France, even though we'll get into it later, some injury problems, massive target on their back. But mm. I mean, they're just cranking out talent at the moment. It is like insane. I swear, like every year goes by and there's two or three like wonder kids coming out of France. So we'll see how they do. They got a pretty favorable group. Uh, Argentina, uh, this is, it used to be Messi in Barcelona. That was like, I don't know, where he was like winning a ton and like where he felt mm. good and like going into the national team, it was like a ton of pressure, but it's almost flipped a little bit now that PSG is doing a little better, I guess, like he's more comfortable at PSG, but Argentina right now, just the talent, the way they're playing, I, this squad looks, <laughs> I mean, they're going to make a run and it's going to be a special yeah. world cup for them, I think. Yeah. Uh, and then another favorite, but there's a lot of questions with them too, is England. Very expensive, obviously. <laughs> yeah. I want to know how you feel. Cause <laughs> I mean, why being a massive premier league fan with Spurs, like the squad lists, like there's talks of like massive names, like Trent Alexander Arnold being left off, like Reese James injury. Like, mm -hmm. I want to know how you feel like about England going in. Cause they seem really susceptible, but like they have so much talent. Maybe it's enough to like. I don't know. And Southgate squad, the tactics, how they're going to line up and play. Like, I don't know. How do you feel about that? So I, I do feel that England will make a pretty deep run. Um, I will say though, Harry Kane, he does, he does, he can be a little spursy sometimes, you know, that's yeah. just the best word to use for <laughs> it. Um, you know, I, I feel like on the biggest of the biggest of occasions, he tends to go missing from time to time, but, that's okay because England also has a lot of really young talent like Jude Bellingham. Uh, yeah. um, Phil Foden. Phil, yes, thank you. Phil that Foden, that's what I think yeah. of. Yeah, yeah. So they got a lot of young talent. Mason Mount, too. So, you know, <laughs> yeah, they're not having a great season, but you're not yeah. having the best season, but still, but I mean, he can be special. I mean, yeah, yeah. I mean, if, if England are kind of falling back in one of their games, hey, Mason Mount, you can definitely throw him on. He can, he can fit in almost any one of those spots in the midfield. 
perfectly. Um, you know, and Luke Shaw, Luke Shaw, you know, the last Premier League season for Manchester United, he kind of had, well, just like every other Manchester United player, they kind of had a setback, wasn't performing to their full potential. But this season, they've definitely made a comeback. Luke Shaw is making a big comeback. So I feel like he'll he'll definitely have a strong showing in this World Cup as well. So I could definitely see England making it probably to the semifinals. I'm, I'm feeling quarterfinals or semifinals for England. Back-to-back semis for England, huh? Back-to-back, man. Hopefully hopefully they don't run into a penalty shootout because they'll definitely lose that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. 100%. I mean, I agree, though. Uh, Harry Kane is a little uh, spur-erratic sometimes. That's what I did there. <laughs> Uh, but I think a lot of it is going to come down to the wingers, man. Like Harry King yeah. can't get you all the goals. He can't do everything mm-hmm. for you. Uh, Jude Bellingham. He's getting older too. Yeah. Jude Bellingham is going to control that middle. Foden's mm-hmm. going to be nice, but I think a lot of pressure is going to be on, uh, Raheem Sterling and, uh, Jaden Sancho to perform oh, yeah. out wide for them. Cause yeah, I mean the game now, like you have to have your wingers like on form, firing creating getting in dangerous positions making runs behind mm. and just with the way england play so yeah england I, I could either see like a crazy run for them and you know it's like yeah this it might be coming home but i could also I was, see them i was about to say is it coming home the group i don't believe so i really don't. <laughs> i think they escaped the group i don't know if they're if it's coming home though there's a lot of talent right now and a lot of teams in really good form so uh just a real quick rundown of my sleeper teams uh first one they are world cup royalty first world cup winners uh uruguay Mm. a lot of talent there i mean fede valverde looks like the best midfielder in the world right now for real madrid man i'd go in absolutely insane like i did not he was kind of like a sergio roberto for uh, Barcelona like it felt like he was a utility player and then this yeah. year has just been like dude I I don't know what is going on at Real Madrid but <laughs> he's hungry yeah and then Darwin Nunez we'll see yeah 100 million dollar price tag in the summer like you gotta perform now Suarez and yeah. Cavani aren't there to save you so 100% man but yeah uh another sleeper this one's gonna sound weird but I'm gonna go with Portugal uh which is, I mean, Cristiano Ronaldo, massive yeah. European team, but I mean, they haven't been playing well. There's not super high expectations for them this year, but man, are they, they talented. If, if they can get this role in, like that might be, they might be able to make a run, but yeah, at the yeah. moment for like the past year, year and a half, two years, even maybe just, I don't know, haven't been anything special. I think the last, I don't know few years just very reliant on Ronaldo and it's like Barcelona right now with Messi it's like when you're that reliant on someone like trying to figure out how to play when I don't know they can't just be special for five minutes and we've got to get into what everyone really wants to know yeah what are the chances (laughs) that the United States they win the World Cup was it all would it all that's gonna be quite the run there that might be man how much we're we're in it this time we're in it yeah we are you know and, yeah, and this true. is probably this is probably the the best United States team since what 2014. Yeah, last time we were in the World Cup. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, we do have a lot of young talent. We really do. Christian Pulisic really hasn't been that impressive for Chelsea, but I feel like that's mainly down to the fact that he hasn't been getting much playtime. And uh, out Giovanni of Reina. Yeah. Yeah, Giovanni Reina, I like him a lot. I feel like he'll make some noise. Tyler Adams and Brendan Aronson playing for Leeds United right now. They're both playing very well. Ball, Leeds yeah. just Leeds just beat Liverpool at home. 
They beat Chelsea they too. Beat their, like, yeah, exactly. Yeah. I mean, so and Brendan Aronson is very instrumental to that Leeds team too. So I'd like to yeah. see him get at least a look in in the World Cup. I'm honestly not sure if he's even in the squad. I hope he is. Um, but yeah, I mean, uh, and Weston McKinney as well. That's Weston McKinney been up. firing yeah. for Juventus. Yeah, yeah, he's looking really good. Um, now that I think, I think the biggest problem with the U S team right now is, I mean, who are our defenders? Like, I'm not going to lie. I'm really not that brushed up on our defenders. Yeah. Uh, defense wise, I know goalkeepers kind of an interesting spot right now. Cause it looked like for a long time, like Stefan's the guy he was mm -hmm. at man city, got that move and yeah. like didn't play. And even when he did was shaky and then Matt Turner burst on the scene. So it looks like mm -hmm. that's who we're going to go with uh in the goal and uh I've been watching a few things and a lot of guys are like you really want to know who your goalkeeper is going into the world cup and what like you want them to know too so like in training they know who like top dog is and can like kind of prepare and get the like correct reps I guess but right yeah it's looking like Matt Turner who's at Arsenal and even in the, he plays the Europa League games and he's balling mm -hmm. so yeah uh, as far as defense Anthony Robinson at left back uh, was injured and looks like he's going to make it back. He's absolutely balling for Fulham. I would not be surprised if he got a pretty decent move after the World Cup. Mm. Uh, back line, see, it's tough because, like, Greg Berhalter, who knows what he's – everyone's calling for John Brooks, but Berhalter and Brooks have beef, I guess. So, like, who knows? Like, it would be nice to have experience back there. Walker Zimmerman has been, like, a staple in that defense uh, for Nashville yep. Uh, FC he's been playing really well uh, and then Chris Richards uh, ex-Byron player now at Hoffenheim I believe uh, young kid he can do the job excited to see uh, how he progresses and then at right back uh, Serginho Des looks like yes. he'll for sure be the guy and really good he's kind of like a Trent thing very good going forward still working on that defense yeah uh, but in that midfield man we saw with Croatia how important midfields midfields are and what they can do and how they 100%. can take you and I mean I think our midfield if we have one thing locked down is that starting three and it's Tyler Adams who can run I think 100 miles a day just full yeah. intensity Weston McKinney again just absolute intensity uh just an engine in that midfield and then Eunice Musa who we stole kind of from mm. England got yes. to go with us and that kid again balling out for Valencia wouldn't be surprised if he got a pretty big move even though Valencia is a pretty big club but yeah Eunice Musa just cool calm collected good on the ball and then can just that midfield can get the ball to the forwards and it's kind of just seeing what they can do but yeah but yeah now you you mentioned Croatia Mm -hmm. And in the 2018 World Cup, Luka Modric, he was a great player beforehand. Yeah. But I feel like he kind of stepped up his game during that tournament. Yeah. Is there any notable players or just anyone that you can think of that might be able to have a breakout performance and really just arrive on that international stage um, similar to how he did? Is there anyone that uh, gives you kind of that feeling going into the tournament? I mean, yeah, uh, Morgan, do you have anyone? Because I have a few that I'm excited to talk about. <laughs> you got a few? That's good, man, because I'm struggling to think of one. Now, if there's one that does come to mind, I know it's kind of similar right. to like a Luka Modric, maybe not as experienced as Luka Modric. Well, yeah. definitely not as experienced yet. But yeah. I know that Pedri, Pedri has been a bit of a crutch for Barcelona many times. Yeah. Um, and I feel like 
I feel like if he, he, he can go into that Spain squad and really be a driving force to push them through, maybe if they're lacking some confidence, maybe if they're lacking some chemistry, I feel like that kid could probably go through and, and save them at least once or twice, you know, and, yeah. and get them some big wins as well. So, yeah. you know, Pedri, I'm, I'm feeling, I'm feeling pretty good about him. Who do you think though? For sure. Uh, first one, uh, a homegrown talent, Giovanni Reina, uh, mm. may sound biased cause American here, but, uh, the kid's He's dad a good player, though. was a U.S. international. Yeah. Balling for Dortmund. He had some injury problems, uh, but I mean, can play in the middle as like a playmaking, like cam can play out on the wing, uh, just a special talent. I think, uh, this might be a hot take, but probably going to be better than Christian Pulisic. I think the kid is going to be the, he's going to be the star attacker in the future. Yeah. Uh, another maybe obvious one, because he's at a massive club right now that's doing really well and at a massive country, but he's not playing because they also bought another massive striker is uh, Julian Alvarez at Manchester City. Oh, good Dude, shout. He, good yeah. shout. I mean, the kid doesn't play because, you know, Erling Holland's there, but when yeah, he does, yeah. he's still balling for them. And exactly. Big move away, maybe after, because if you're not going to get the game time and you show what you're capable of with Argentina. Um, but yeah, and then another, the last one I'll kind of talk about real quick is Takafusa Kubo, uh, oh, Japanese. Yeah. Uh, yeah, he's an kind of hurt uh, ex Barcelona La Masia graduate uh transferred to Real Madrid went to Madrid was I forget where he's at but now he's at uh Real Sociedad but the kids mega talented can play on the wings uh play as a cam and yeah that kid can do some damage in Japan always sneaky mm. like if, if oh, yeah. they do some damage uh would not be surprised if uh some teams that need some playmaking uh inquire about Takafusa Kubo so yeah, those are some. I, some I always enjoy watching Japan in the World Cup. I think Japan always is a very fun team to watch. They almost knocked out Belgium in the last World Cup, but Belgium had that crazy comeback. Yeah. I believe it was Chadley yeah. that scored the goal that uh, ended up winning the game for them. But yeah. Japan was all over Belgium that game. And, you know, they're always a really fun team to watch. And uh, another uh, breakout player who could potentially make a lot of noise that I just remembered Jamal Musiala for uh, oh, Germany. Germany. Yeah, yep. yeah, yeah. Jamal Musiala. I know that he plays very well for Bayern. That that kid, yeah. I mean, I know he scores goals. He plays in the midfield, doesn't he? Yep. Midfielder. Yeah, yeah. No, he he definitely, he comes on, he strings it all together. He's very young, but, you know, when, he, when he's playing, he plays very mature. He plays like he's been playing for 10 years. He's very cool, uh, very calm on the ball, great dribbler. So mm -hmm. I do, I do feel like if he gets enough, enough of a chance in the World Cup for the German team, which I don't see why not. I think he could definitely make a lot of noise. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, that that German team's gonna be interesting because you know the World Cup like curse. You win it and then you don't you don't make it through your group. Happen, yeah, happened to Germany last World yep. Cup. Yep, sure uh, did. Who won it before them? Before uh, them was uh, Spain, right? Spain, yeah, yeah in twenty ten. Yep. Uh, Andres Iniesta. Yeah. Yeah, and I don't think they – yeah, I don't think they made it out of the group. So, I don't know, more pressure on France, I guess. All right. Yeah, so, <laughs> we talked about some sleeper teams and sleeper players. We got Leo Messi and Cristiano Ronaldo in what's most likely going to be their last World Cup. Yep. Yeah. Do you think maybe one of the two goes God mode and just 
clutches it out for the resume because that's really the only thing on both of the resumes that they're missing. Yep. So I'll go ahead and kick this one off. Um, between the two of them, it it would be messy. I don't I don't think I don't think Portugal has any chance of winning this World Cup. I don't. Do I think they'll make it pretty far? Yeah, I think they'll make it to at least the quarterfinals, but I don't think they're going to win it. And also, you know, Ronaldo's behavior at Manchester United lately, him walking off, uh, you know, in the middle of the game during Tottenham, you know, he was called to come on as a substitute and just straight up refused and just left. And that's not even the first time he did it this season. He did it again. I think well, it was like very early this season. I can't remember who, who they were playing against, but he, he just left the stadium before the game even ended, you know, so that obviously causes a lot of, you know, riffraff in the dressing room. It has to, I don't see how it couldn't. Right. Um, so clearly I just feel like Ronaldo's head, I don't know, maybe he's too focused on the world cup, which could be a bad thing. You know, um, I don't know, potentially his head just might not be in the right place. Messi. I mean, you know, he's having a great season with PSG right now. Um, and again, the Argentina team, they go, they've been on this 33 game unbeaten streak. So obviously they play really well together. They have great chemistry together. I just think if there's any, any, if either of them were to do it, it has to be messy. And plus I do know, I believe it was one of you, I think it was Emilio that said that if Argentina makes it to the world cup final and Messi plays in every game leading up to that final, it'll be his 1000th career game. You know, talk about last yeah. dance. Talk about a storybook so, ending. Yeah. Yes, exactly. Like a straight up fairy tale ending. You know, if there's any way to end it, that would be the way to do it. I mean, I'm getting like goosebumps talking about it because I just I I would love to see that happen. That would just be the most mind blowing thing. So yeah, I mean, Messi he has just absolutely everything to play for, but I feel like his head's in the right place. So. Yeah, I uh, I'm I'm definitely feeling like Messi could definitely be the one to do it. Yeah, uh, real quickly uh, back to Portugal. Just that group is really tough with Ghana, Uruguay, and South Korea. So who knows what mm. what's going to happen? But I agree. I think Messi has the best chance, just the way they're playing, and just a quick uh, little to spice things up a little more with the thousandth game. Uh, Argentina is on the opposite half of the side of the bracket. If you're cutting it into quarters as Brazil, mm -hmm. so their semifinal could be against Brazil. And then Portugal's on the other half of the entire bracket. So we could have a Ronaldo. Can you imagine? World Cup. Can you imagine? The world would end. The, like that the game, would end, final man. whistle, that's it. Like humanity has peaked. Just, oh my just gosh. call it. That would be. I couldn't imagine. I, yeah. I, I would, yeah. <laughs> like, so. Yeah. The World Cup is typically played in the summer of mm -hmm. the respective year that it's in. Now, clearly, we're about to we're in November now, and the tournament's going to be in November and December. I think it's fair to say that the timing of that has caused some notable players to be injured: Paul Pogba and Golo Kante, uh, Paulo Dybala. Uh, you know, you mentioned Reese James. Uh, mm -hmm. Would Would you guys say that that's that's safe to say that the reason uh, some of these players are missing is because of the time in the tournament? Oh yeah. hundred percent. Cause you know, they're in the middle of their, of their domestic leagues, you know? So the timing just doesn't really work out that great. I mean, you know, players, they play hard, you know, they're going to get injured and the better the player is typically the more, more likely they're going to get an injury unless they're just lucky. And, you know, they take like exceptionally good care of themselves. Um, 
So, yeah, I mean, and, and France, I feel like, is going to feel the, the, the brunt of that the most because they have a lot of injured players right now, you know, including, yeah. like you said, Paul Pogba. Raphael Varane is going to be a big miss because yeah, Raphael Varane has been defense. in great form this season for yeah. Manchester United. Yeah, Jules so Koundé. Jules Koundé, is, yes, is 100%. Hurt, like, kind of yeah. on the brink, might make it, but not be at full yeah. fitness. Uh, yeah. N'Golo Kante, also with Pogba, mm. completely out, not making it. And that's two... Yeah. Two midfielders again. He uh, was their MVP to, like, the in 2018 too, right? Yeah, I mean, mm. two like yeah, starting midfielders and probably the most important position uh, on the field uh, to dominate games at least. Mm. Uh, completely out of the World Cup squad, which big hit for them. But uh, another yeah. team that's going to be t- that took a huge hit, Hyung Ming Son, uh, in the last game we just played against yeah. Marseille. He got a face injury. Turns out his skull was fractured around his eye and he had to go under, undergo some surgery. So, yeah, that's going to be most likely he is going to miss at least most of the World Cup, which is extremely unfortunate because South Korea, they need yeah. they need sun. Yeah, they need absolutely. sun 100%. Yeah, it's just kind of unfortunate just the, I don't know, timing of the World Cup because like a lot of these big clubs where these players are coming from in Europe, are playing like two, three games a week. I mean, you have your leagues that you're oh, yeah. in and then Champions League. Before we end off here, we're going to make some predictions. We're going to all pick two teams, one of which we think we'll call it our betting favorite. And the other one will just be our dark horse favorite. Someone someone we want to win. Someone we, we think has a chance, but you know we're not willing to put that money down on it. So um, Grant, if you wanted to start that one off, um, you know, you, you got the Argentina jersey. Are you, uh, you going to ride with Argentina? Before I make my uh, my pick, I'm going to go with my dark horse first. I think they make a run again. They're going to be the World Cup, like, sweetheart. Everyone's going to be rooting for them. I think they got a p- pretty favorable path uh, to the semifinals, I think. Yeah, I'd, I'll go semifinals and then just have to get over one game. Maybe get a revenge game against France in the uh, in the semifinals, but I'm gonna go with Croatia making Let's a go. nice little run. I mean, if Luca can be magical again, Group F and Group Group H, I think they can run the table, get to the semifinals out of those two, and then really it's looking like either England or France, and both have problems and are susceptible. So I think they can make a run, and then of course I think he does it, cements his legacy. I'm wearing the shirt. Got the background now. <laughs> Argentina, Leo Messi, and then the go. You know, I it's my life is complete. I don't, and then just rides off to the sunset. And yeah, so I think Argentina does it playing so well. It's so exciting. Yeah, so those are my picks. Dropping Croatia, that background in there was just, Argentina. That was perfect. <laughs> That's class. Word up. The boys. <laughs> but do it for the boys. Yeah. And Morgan, so, how about yourself? Uh, who who would you say is your your uh, dark horse and then your betting favorite? Yeah. So uh, my dark horse, you know, I'm just going with them because I like them a lot, you know, and they had a really good run in the 2020 Euros. I just I, I, I feel I feel Denmark, man. I feel Denmark. I just think that they play so well together. Ooh. They're super fun to watch, man. And they they have a they have a, a fighting mentality, you know, like they just they're not a team that will easily accept defeat. I think any team that goes against them is going to get a run for their money. 
You know, they're not going to let any team have an easy game. So, yeah, I, I, I'm just a big fan of Denmark. I would love to see them go far. You know, if they can make it to at least the semifinals, that'd be insane. Yeah, I just really enjoy watching them. So it'd be cool if they, uh, if they actually came out and won the whole thing. That'd be insane. That'd be just magical. Um, my betting favorite, I'm going to go with England. I'm gonna it's go with home. England. I just it, it's coming home. I just have a the feeling it's gonna they're gonna they're gonna they're gonna bring it right out right home in the front door. They're gonna park it in the driveway, walk it in, they're gonna bring it home. And hey, Harry Kane's gonna be the one carrying his first all the trophy. bags. His He's first trophy all the grocery bags. He's gonna have all of them. He's gonna be carrying the water water bottle package on the shoulder and everything else. <laughs> he's gonna carry everyone home. And he's gonna put them all to sleep, and he's gonna, you know, take the World Cup, put it on a shelf uh, with the shining light on it. Oh yeah, it's gonna be, it's gonna be uh, perfect. The and English fans that way are gonna be finally, miserable. He'll, he'll yeah. finally won a trophy, and it'll be the best possible trophy he can win because yeah. that's what he deserves. Uh, yeah, man, I got to bet on England to do it. We'll get 19 straight months of this is why the Premier League's the best league in the world. hundred uh, percent, man. Uh, just so it'll be miserable. I'll, I'll uh, delete all my social media and not be a soccer yeah. fan for 19 months. If uh, that happens. Um, before is we it... finish up, I'll, uh, I'll make my two picks. Uh, my betting favorite. I'm going to, I'm going to go with the repeat champions. I'm going to go with France. You know, they got uh, the young stud, Kylian Mbappe. Um, mm. They got the reigning Ballon d'Or winner, Kareem Benzema. You know, he's a monster. He's been playing the best of his career, you know, getting out he's, of Ronaldo's shadow. So yeah. uh screw it. Let's go with France. Hey, and my dark horse, there's no there's no real fundamental reason as to why I'm doing this other than okay. just screw it. The United Let's States. Go, my dark baby. Horse, it's coming. Home. It's coming. It's, it's coming home. Coming home. <laughs> Once the United States wins the World Cup, it'll be called soccer worldwide. Yep. Wow. We will we no. will have earned that right. I, I agree. <laughs> I, there you go. You're gonna hear about this football. First. It's American football and no more American, <laughs> just football. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I think that's a fair trade-off if the US yeah. wins. I, I think up. so too. If hey, you know what? If, if we could actually go through over the whole thing, we we a hundred percent earn that right. <laughs> oh, dude, you know how obnoxious we'll be. Oh, Four man. years of saying I'll, I'll buy, it's I'll buy a called ticket to England just, just to go to like soccer. the nearest pub and be like, hey, guys, hey, America, <laughs> USA, America, USA, USA, USA. The trophy's home. <laughs> yeah. But that'll do it for the very first edition of the Starting Nine podcast World Cup preview. Um, we'll jump back in about halfway through the World Cup, you know, kind of do a uh, analysis of what's been going on. And, you know, with that, I'd like to thank you for tuning in. You guys have any closing remarks? Hey, man, it's going to be a good World Cup. I'm excited for it. Looking forward to it. Uh, England versus USA the day after Thanksgiving. So mark your calendars yep. for that. It's going to be a big game. Big game yeah. for sure. Absolutely. And uh, it starts November 20th. That's when November the World 20th. Cup actually starts. Mark your calendars. Mark those calendars, baby. It's coming to Argentina. Book your trips to Rosario after two. <laughs> All right. Well, yeah, one more time. Thanks for tuning in and uh, we'll see you next time. Thank you, everyone. See ya.